catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, June 15th. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and this is The Point from WUFT News. A recent study out of Florida International University shows that students with ADHD that are on medication might not be learning better than when off of it. Today, we'll listen to WLRN's Wilkin Brutus, who sat down with Dr. William Pelham Jr., the senior author of the new study, to learn more about how ADHD medication is affecting students. Why was this research important to you? One reason it was important to me is uh, many years ago, I did the very first study looking at the effect of medication in classroom settings. And in that study, we couldn't at that time measure learning because there wasn't a curriculum available that would let us measure how much the kids learned in a very short period of time. So we just looked at whether they were on task more and whether they completed more seat work when they're medicated when they weren't. And they were. And we published that in a leading pediatric journal. And that made everybody think, okay, well, we can start giving medication to kids to make sure that they're doing well academically. So uh, unfortunately, in a way, I started the emphasis on this a long time ago. And, uh, I never did believe that it was helping them learn, but I hadn't bothered to do a study to show that and then publish it in a prominent journal so that pediatricians can learn about it. Uh, What did your study find? Study found a very clear evidence that medication does not help academic performance in school, uh, specifically learning in school. And we we did a study that was different from anything that anyone had ever done before. There are lots of studies showing that ADHD kids Uh, look like they're paying better attention when they're taking their medication than when they're not. And you can do that in a one-day study, uh, two-day study. Put children on medication one day, not on medication one day, and you'll see big improvements in their on-task behavior while they're doing their seed work. However, this study took those evaluations a a step longer by saying, okay, they look like they're on task more, but are they actually learning more? And we did that by having a an excellent curriculum that we had really good teachers teach the children. And then we measured very carefully in after their instruction in social studies, science, and vocabulary, whether they learned any of the material that was taught. And what we were, sh- what we were shocked to find is that they all learned because the teaching was good. The instruction was good. The curriculum was good, but the kids who were medicated didn't learn any more than the kids who were not medicated. I mean, not a minuscule level more. So they were exactly the same as the kids who were not medicated. And that was, that's the big finding. Wow. And that's despite the fact that we were observing the children's classroom behavior at the same time and, and showed, as we almost always do, that they behaved better in the classroom, they violated fewer rules, and they looked like they were paying better attention and completing more work, but they weren't learning better. Hmm. And that's a big surprising finding. Now, Dr. Pelham, you were talking about how you started this emphasis on medication. And now with this study, you found medication might not have the impact experts originally thought. How does that feel for you? A a full circle moment? It is pretty much a full circle moment. Uh, I have always argued that psychological treatments are better. and, And those are psychological treatments based by training parents how to work with the children and psychological treatments based on training teachers how to work with children. And that's what I've worked on for my whole career. Uh, I also have published more studies than anybody else on how to combine that with medication. And I've always thought that the combination, adding medication 
to the psychosocial treatment was a good thing for most kids. And I think that's probably true. But if you start the psychological and educational treatments and you do really good treatments like that first, then you need much lower doses of medication. That was WLRN's Wilkin Brutus with Dr. Pelham Jr. about how ADHD medication affects children. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Swimming is set to return to Silver Spring State Park in Ocala. Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek has been pushing to build a new swimming area in the park after $1.5 million was appropriated in July 2019 by the Department of Environmental Protection to build the new zone. Boating, kayaking, canoeing, and hiking are all possible at Silver Springs, but swimming was ended in the 60s. The Wild Waters Park, built in 1978, was meant to bridge the gap, but closed after management changes in 2016. Zalek has since met with DEP Secretary Sean Hamilton, and future meetings about construction have also been in the works. The Jacksonville City Council voted against a resolution that asked Mayor Lenny Curry and the city to propose a plan that would budget $500,000 to remove remaining Confederate statues in the city. Two years ago, the city removed a Confederate monument that was located across from City Hall after Curry called for its removal, but not the pedestal it sat on. Councilman Matt Carlucci's new resolution calls for the removal of the pedestal as well as another statue in Springfield Park. Six council members voted yes for the removal of the statue, while 13 voted no. A North Florida corrections officer has been fired after pleading guilty to a misdemeanor for his part in the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol, a court filing shows. Jonathan Daniel Calton, who worked at Union Correctional Institution in Rayford, Florida, will also lose his subsidized housing that was provided as part of his employment. Calton pleaded guilty in March to parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building as a deal to drop three other misdemeanor counts he faced. Calton could face up to six months in prison, but his defense attorney, Richard Landes, wrote to the district judge that as a corrections officer, Calton would be a target in prison and would have to be housed in protective custody. Landes suggested probation and community service instead. Calton's sentencing is set to pass on June 29th. Florida Power and Lights, Florida's largest utility provider, has announced its plan to eliminate carbon emissions from its electricity generation by 2045. The plan looks to utilize more solar and battery storage technology, as well as shifting to green hydrogen at power plants and continuing to use nuclear power. In 2021, natural gas made up 67% of FPL's fuel mix, with nuclear at 20% and solar at only 4%. The plan will see solar, battery storage, and green hydrogen making up 83% of the company's generation by 2045. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a wonderful Wednesday.